This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. The situation being that you are at home alone or, you know, with who you live with. Because there's a pandemic, so you're probably drinking alone. So I, Ellen Clifford, or L. Clifford, whichever, I'm here to be your drinking buddy to educate you, to enlighten you, to maybe make you laugh if I'm lucky. And if you're lucky. Uh, this So I'm going back to my old ways and having a longer form interview this show. I was lucky enough to get to have a conversation with Lisa Working-Packer of Working Wines, who I, I've had her wine on the show before. And this episode, I got to interview her for a longer time. She does a lot of really cool stuff, uh, particularly in the community for women who want to get into the wine world. And we did a vertical of her wine. So that's like three three years in a row, tasting, comparing. So a little different this episode. Also, Lisa's good enough to uh, give you, if you guys go to Working Wines, it's W-A-R-R-K-I-N-G-W-I-N-E-S.com. And you buy some wine. She has a 20% discount if you use the code the wine situation. I think that's what we said. I already did this interview. It's either the, the wine if the wine situation doesn't work, just try the situation. <laughs> and if it still doesn't work, get in touch with me. But you should, I strongly encourage you. You'll be supporting her, you'll be supporting a lot of women in wine, and you'll be drinking some amazing wine. Okay, enough of that. Let's just uh let's just get into this interview. I, I'm giving it to you uncut. From top to bottom, my talk with Lisa Working Packer. Cheers. Hello. This call is being recorded. Hello. Oh, how are you doing? A creepy, creepy voice. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it okay if I'm on speaker? Um, it would probably be better if you didn't hurt like your earbuds. Okay. Probably will get a better sound that way. Thanks for okay. checking. Uh, how okay. Are you going to no be worried. able to? Uh, yeah. Is this okay? Does this sound better? Yeah, that does. We were getting a little fuzz. Okay. Awesome. Okay, good. I'm so excited for this. It's been a yeah. while since I've done a long-form interview, so hopefully I'm not too rusty. Um, okay, and hopefully I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good um, interviewee. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're perfect already. I mean, you already you had sound in check. You're, you're here. <laughs> Well, good. Make great wine. So, thank um, you. My thought is, since we have a few things to taste, we can uh, maybe get started with a little cheers on on one of them in the vertical, and then just alternate back and forth between. I, I've got oodles of questions about your life in line to ask. Um, okay. But would you like to? Should, shall we get started with? Uh, do you have a preference of uh, you, you guys? Um, Lisa very generously sent me a whole whole box full of exciting wine. Um, so we got a few things to taste for you. This is me talking to my audience. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, do you have a preference on like an order that you want to taste? We are going to go through a vertical, a vertical of, uh, of cabs here. Um, do you have a preference in, in which you wish to talk about first or get into? You know, well, you know, we could do, we could taste backwards. We could go 17, 16, 15, um, I think you'll see there's a pretty big difference with the 16. Um, oh, okay. And um, I just, it was the growing year, I think. Um, 
uh, I mean, they're all good and delicious and, um, you know, a true reflection of um, the growing year. Um, they all are uh, from Red Mountain, the AVA, uh, and um, an older vin- uh, vineyard for the first one for 2015. The 2016, I brought a little bit of a younger vineyard into the mix. Um, but, um, and then the 2017 is the same vintage and varietal and, um, uh, vineyards as the, um, as the 17, but just, um, the year temperature, rain, all of that, um, I feel like had um, a huge impact, um, especially on the 16. Cool. I like so rarely do uh, year-to-year comparisons, so this is very this is exciting for me. I'm hopefully not squeaking too much here. You can hear me opening line. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And if you like, we could start with the 15, um, but it's yeah. Maybe we go 17, 16, 15. Yeah. Let's let's try that. Um, okay. Getting the third one open. By the way, so here's what I, my first question that I can get into while I'm opening these is I am never sure if I'm saying the name of the winery. Is it Warking, Warking, War, how, how do I pronounce the name of the winery? It, it is Warking. Um, and, War you know, King. it's a double-barreled name with a hyphen. Um, mm-hmm. It's an old family name. My dad is from the UK. I'm first generation here. Um, oh. And so we, hence the name. Um, yeah, so it's my maiden name, family name. Uh, I like it. Um, <laughs> I'm also uh, of British descent, so uh, we will have to talk about British wines at some point. <laughs> yes, um, we will. Yes. Okay, I'm pouring myself a little glass here of the 2017. Um, do, you, do you have a glass? Shall we virtually cheers? Thank you. We can cheers All right. there. How's that? Cheers to you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Ooh, that smells good. Mm. Well done, well done. <laughs> yeah, I so. um I'm really happy with this um the 17. Um I um th- like I said this is the uh, blend of two vineyards, one Old Vine, um Kiona Vineyards on Red Mountain, um and then um a younger vineyard called Quintessence Vineyard. And I just feel like this is the perfect melding of both the old and the new coming together. Um, it has that kind of structure in it and it has that kind of austere quality, um, but it also is really vibrant and has a lot of fruit. And um, I feel like some youth to it, but it's also got a lot of ageability. Yeah, I love this. It's like very, to me, very like, um, like, plummy kind of plummy and, and blackberry and but does have like there's like some kind of herbal herbal freshness to me um about it yeah they're definitely yeah that herb I, you definitely get that kind of herby sagey characteristic which um you know i we can talk avas in different growing mm-hmm. areas but um as you know washingtonians um no red red mountain is probably um the smallest growing area but um produces some of the highest rated score scored wines in the state cool um what sort of oak is am i imagining that there's a tiny bit of american oak or am i totally making that up in my head there there is no um i i got to see if i can find that 
Hmm, Sorry. That is interesting. No, um, that's it's, really it's, interesting. Maybe it's just it's like got a richness to it that makes me think of coconut a little bit, which is probably why I went yeah. there in my head. Yeah, normally I um, just use um, uh, French oak um, hmm. on the barrel, and not all new. I use some used, um, some neutral, and then a little bit of new to kind of round it up. Um, and this is uh, Terenceau and Quintessence or Quintessence barrels. Ah. I I don't I have to say I don't aside from knowing the basic differences between uh, and knowing like a few forests <laughs> I don't know my, I'm not intimately acquainted with the oak yet I need to go to I need to go to uh well you got you got degrees in winemaking so I imagine those are the kind of things they do they make you blind smell barrels and you're like taste of medium level <laughs> or yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really remember that, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we did a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I um, I just, I've tried barrels over the years, and these are the two that um, I've kind of uh, fallen in love with, I guess. Um, Terenceau is a great workhorse, and um, I just feel like Quintessence, um, the, you know, with the French oak, it's just very... Um, it it just is gives it a little grace, I guess. Um, I do like American oak on some uh, varietals. Like I like it a little bit on Syrah and um, mm. and Cap Franc. Um, I found those, you know, to be a good good pairing with some American oak. And you know, it's interesting. What you might get a little bit out of this too is um, we have used Vicard barrels. And what um, the market with American oak has gotten really interesting with all of the, you know, bourbon and whiskey becoming mm. more popular, that the French are actually doing um, kind of American toasts on some barrels um, to kind of compete with that That American market. toast really sounds like it should be a movie name of some kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. It should, American right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying right. to write a movie about the, the wine industry. Maybe maybe that's what I'll name it. Hold on. I'm going to make a note. American Toast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do like that, cool. American Toast. It's the answer to American Pie. Um, <laughs> there you go. There's, they're always, well, you know, we're always taking stuff from them. They can take some stuff from us, right? <laughs> Um, was the, how was there anything in particular about the climate or um, that stood out to you about this year? Or so seventeen, I thought um, was after fifteen and sixteen, and we'll go back and taste this too. Um, okay. Was a really nice, refreshing year. Um, everything was kind of in balance. It wasn't too hot, even though Red Mountain tends to be hot. It wasn't overly hot for that area. Um, and the sugars were good, and the acid was good, and the tannins were good. So it was, it, this was kind of um, an easy one for me to, to um, get in and yeah, ferment tannins, and, you know, work with. Tannins are super, super supple on this. Like, they're, yeah. they're very, great, very yeah. grateful. Yeah, so um, I'm not a big um, extract the heck out of the um, <laughs> skins. Um, you know, stylistically, I tried to do like more of a where this is a wine that would pair really well with food. Um, it's a bottle that you can open and enjoy, but I think it's got some interesting layers of fruit and, um, like you said, herbs and um 
there's little subtle things that you pick up on the little bit of pepper. Um, I just think, um, you know, it's, it's one of those cabs that you don't, you know, when you open it and you pour yourself a glass, it's not like you're getting punched in the face. <laughs> um, that, that's good. We, we like our, our cabs to, you know, not be, not be abusive. <laughs> um, right. Although sometimes I do love the tannic wine, but yeah, this one is super, uh, super graceful. Um, well, I'm going to dive into like at least one of my questions before we, we go on to the next one, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, so the, I was just curious, are you originally from Washington? Did, did you grow up in around Washington wine? You know, I um, did not. I um, actually grew up in Hawaii. Um, oh, yeah, I, I grew up in Hawaii and I moved to um, Oregon uh, to go to college. I went to Oregon State um, and uh, it was there that I kind of started to drink wine, Pinots mainly. Um, I was reading and, on your website. I have a whole, lots of questions about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that sounds like a sophisticated uh, college that you're like hanging out drinking Oregon Pinot in college. I'm like everyone is well, it, where it, I was. You know, <laughs> at the time, at the time, it wasn't that sophisticated. It was, um, you know, everybody, somebody knew somebody who had a winery, and you know, they had a bottle of this or a bottle of that. Um, and so you're right. It was um, not necessarily what other kids would be drinking. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, we just, um, and I think it, it could be, you know, just having my parents a little bit more on the European side that, you know, um, a little bit more appreciation for wine, not that they were ever big wine people, but, um, definitely it was, did you you grow up in the We did. I mean, in Hawaii, like it's so hot, people don't drink Mm. as much wine. They drink (laughs) wine coolers. Um, but, um, yeah, we definitely, you know, um, partaked. I think um, I just remember I think the first time I drank wine was when I was 14, um, and I had it's too much like of it. But the um, questions I have. <laughs> what was your first wine memory? <laughs> it was 14. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Um so yeah, just I went to school and I just started drinking Pinots and my um husband's family has a house um in um the Newburgh area so they're surrounded by um lots of great uh wineries and vineyards and um yeah, so just started drinking there and and um yeah, I started my first career as you probably know, I started in tech um and then you know ended up landing up in Washington state um and i just made friends with um the daughter of a winemaker and she and i would get together and we would drink wine and cook and talk about wine and um and then there just oh, great. came a point <laughs> yeah it was awesome so i just decided to make a career change and um just started taking some classes and then snowball rolled and uh yeah here i am <laughs> now you have this gorgeous wine um okay before i get into another question do we want to uh talk about you want to go to 15 next or just backwards directly to 16 yeah let's try 16 
16? Okay, cool. Now I okay. have them all pre poured. Pouring, okay. <laughs> Can we podcast and, and pour wine at the same time? Um, ooh, this does, smells different. It definitely smells different um, than, than the first. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, that's like a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I mean, I, I may be completely saying the wrong things, but this one feels like a little, like, more like red fruit, like a little, like, zippier, zippier kind of. I, I don't know how I'm um, trying to use my wine. Yeah, I, actually. No, I, I say the same thing. So what you got was that plum and dark from the 17 mm. and with the 16 it really is like raspberry isn't it or yeah. um red currant um and the body is even lighter as well yeah um, it's so like high yeah so um uh higher acidity um mm. this was 16 was a year that rained like hell um oh oh no and and there was a lot lot of rain a lot of rain late, um, and I think that that just um, really took a – had a little bit of an impact, I think, on color, um, definitely on, um, you know, late ripening a bit. Um, but hmm. I tend to um, not let fruit hang too long. I think what happens when you do that is you the, the grapes start to degrade, and, and I – I just feel like some people like to let it hang and get um, mm-hmm. concentrate all the sugars, but you're also seeing the degradation of a, of a grape. So there are yeah. some other things that you lose in, in that. Um, so this one is definitely was lower um, bricks, lower alcohol, um, but, um, and a little bit higher acidity. I do mm. think this one has really nice ageability to it. Um, I love I also this one. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is great. like pizza wine, isn't it? Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's, it's like the gamay lover in me that's like, I'll I'll just quash the, this all day. Quash, that's not the right word. Uh, quaff, drink. <laughs> it's, it's really it's super fun. Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly it. It's fun. It's bright. It's light, um, and it just feels young and vibrant. Um, yeah. But I do think like. It's so, like, I think you could have pizza with this. Um, oh, yeah. You could have a burger with this. It's just, um, you could just drink the whole bottle and watch something on Netflix with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might just, you know, watch Bridgerton for the fifth time when we finish. Sit <laughs> <laughs> down with the wine and keep watching. Um, yeah, this, this, is, this is juicy. It's so much fun. Um, this is why I should do verticals more often. Oh, for the podcast audience, verticals are when you uh, when you taste through like a series of the same wine from the same winery uh, with different years. Um, yeah, this is super cool. Do you have? Um, well, I'll ask, I'll ask that at the end. Um, did this have the same sort of uh, oak oak treatment as the seventeen? Yeah, definitely the same same treatment. I kind of like when I dial it in, I like to just kind of keep it, you know, and that way you see, even though the fruit is the same, but you can see the difference in years. Um, And that, I love how on on your website, I was reading, you're you're really into showing the, showing the years, which I feel like is, I feel like there's some winemakers that we talked to and it seems like they're trying to 
keep the, I, I like that you sort of play into what what the weather is giving you. Yeah, and you Mother Nature gives us something different every year. Um, and like you know, it should be wine should be a reflection of the year, the vintage, and so um, yeah. Why why try to make it something it's not supposed to be? <laughs> um. Okay, shall we shall we have another question or so? This is so funny. I've not done a long form interview in a while. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> getting getting back on the bike here. Um, so you were in high tech, the high tech world world before this. You were saying I was. Um, I was yes, I was curious. I, I was one of, like kind of, one of those. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was one of those terrible tech people. No, they're not. Oh. They're all. <laughs> Um, I was curious because I feel like at least stereotypically you hear about that being like more of a, a, a man's world and also still there's a lot of that in, in the wine business where it tends to be a little more male dominated. I was curious if like you think that kind of helped you have the, we'll talk about tenacity in the future, but have the tenacity to like really step in and, and do your own thing in the wine world. Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, I, I came to it a bit older. Um, you know, I always say I was, I think I was probably the oldest um, wine intern at a couple of places. But um, it, it is, um, you know, like, um, I, you're right, I had an ease, I guess, because I, I came from a world that was, um, domin- you know, male dominated, uh, that it wasn't um, surprising to work in that field, um, or to enter this, this, um, to the wine world that way, you know, it, it, there were times when, um, it was very frustrating and I, I would network with other women winemakers. We actually started a group called sisters of the vinifera revolution. Um, <laughs> and it, it, yeah. And the whole goal was just to like provide support for each other and help each other network and share information like, to help us enter this, this, um, you know, this world. And um, I think it's getting better. Um, We still have a long way to go. I think uh, I actually, what I really feel that we need to work on too is um, not only just women, but uh, diverse women. We need to um, create a path for them to enter um, this place. Um, and, you know, it's just like, I never heard about this as a career when, when I was younger. Um, and um, a, a lot of young women don't, and we will talk about tenacity. And, and when we do, I'll tell you, you know, why I'm passionate about that is I, I truly believe like, let, we got to start and, and inspire women when they're young and show them all these options um, that, that they Someday have in front of them. There will be a winemaker Barbie. <laughs> someday <laughs> there will oh god <laughs> is that what you strive but, for <laughs> uh maybe not but that was just i was just curious, you know you, you, you sold separately the little plastic uh pretend oak barrel <laughs> i like that um, and she can have like harvest hair and harvest um, hair. <laughs> I, I, yeah i love that and her jeans will be all stained and her sweatshirt you know will be all torn up i like that clippers yeah, uh, I think I think that, um, she's got to have to hire us to design this for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. 
I, I, that's, so do you, do you have people, other women winemakers that you tend to stay in contact from that group or, um, or favorite uh, w- women-owned wineries um, that you're particularly a fan of? Um, well, I'm a fan of all um, my sisters in the Woodinville uh, wine area. There's, there's uh, Pam at Address. Um, Erica Orr, uh, she has her own label. Mary Womack has Damsel. Lisa Callen has Callen Sellers. Damsel? Uh, yeah, Damsel Sellers, yeah. And, uh, and there's also um, Lisa Sway. She's, she partners. She's a um, co-winemaker and owner of uh, Three of Cups, too. And then there's cool. Kasha. I can't forget Kasha, too. In Sno- uh, she's out in Snohomish. This is very cool. I've been uh, trying to feature uh, women winemakers mostly um, on the podcast of, of late, so I might hit you up for all these names at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, the the more that people know of, um, you know, it's, yeah, I love to get the word about, you know, women winemakers. We, you know, like I said, there are, there are um, more and more of us, Um but it's interesting, like you'll get a, a, a winemaker, but you won't necessarily have the owner. Um, owner and winemaker seems to be a little bit of a, a rarer thing these days. Yeah. So people that just want to, they want to own a winery, but they don't really want to <laughs> have their hand in the, the winemaking part. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, I'm taking another sip of this 2016. It's just so drinkable. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Um, no, I love your wines. I've been so so excited for this. Um, so another question I had for you, uh, not that it's just because I'm into pretty things, but I love your label so much. They're well, everyone will people regular listeners they've seen I've had your wine on an episode before. But are are those? Am I corrected that those are poppies on the label? Yeah. So, um, we, yeah, our designer, Sarah Nelson, she's awesome. Um, and so she really came up with this, uh, this style, you know, it's kind of an arts and crafts look. Um, and you know, my family is from the new world moving to the old world, moving to the new world, which is what kind of the arts Mm -hmm. and crafts movement did as well. Uh, so she kind of tied that in. Um, my dad's family also, you know, fought in, in, uh, world war two and, and you know the poppy is a sign of um, remembrance for those um, that is fought it? in uh, World War One and Two. Yes, so um, I did not know that. It's Flanders like my Field. Flowers, so. Yeah, yeah. And so she Aww. also gave it a little little style. You know, she stylized it too. But yeah, so she she's created all our beautiful labels and uh, brand. And yeah, we're like 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 I just let her do her thing and I was just came back with with the design and she just blew me away so yeah that's cool yeah I was wondering what the story story was because I was like you seem like well there's got to be a story behind these also I've always had an affinity for for poppies so I yeah me too and I love her color she's a a colorist as well so the colors are meant to Mm. make you feel warm and welcome and you know yeah and they do (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, it was my, so uh, I think, well, like I said, listeners, you guys who have heard uh, me talk about uh, Lisa's wine before, I 
you came to my attention because my aunt lives in Woodenville, um, and it was her mother, my grandmother, who I have like this set of. Um, she had she had a lot of poppy stuff. I guess there's a lot of poppies in Texas too. I might be oh. mixing this up. Maybe not Texas, but for whatever reason, my grandmother had a fair amount of. Anyway, I have a, a set of like poppy. Uh, teacups tea and I've just always had a had a thing for poppies so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they're definitely becoming the... more of a dis- becoming more popular okay so shall we taste the the 2015 now move back in time a little yep okay now I've got it all poured Smells completely different than the first two. This is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm doing that obnoxious wine taster thing where I take five minutes to put my nose in the glass <laughs> where I take a sip. Ooh. This one feels, oddly enough, because it's the oldest, but it feels somewhere in between, like, the first two to me. Like, it's a little more riper fruit to me, but... Um, but not veering into the more, it's, it's like a mix. Interesting. At least that's what, what yeah. I'm getting. Tell, tell, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I was going to say you nailed it. So um, oh. 2015 was the hottest year we had on record in, in the state. It was a brutally, brutally hot year. Um, and so um, fruit was really big and sugars were super bright and, um and so um, this one, um, yeah, just came in and was a beast. And and um, I think this one was the most challenging that I had to work mm. with. Um, it still has, it, I mean, I'm really happy with the tannins now, but, whew, you know, it's a 2015, uh-huh. right? So yeah, it's it drinks like it's younger than the 2017 yeah. to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think it's just had a little bit of time to kind of like chill in the bottle because, yeah, um, yeah it was, it just definitely was just had just, I like to call super broad shoulders, um, <laughs> extra, extra shoulder pads in this one. Um, and, you know, we just, you know, with patience, I think this one is just, um, it's definitely bigger than the other two, which is interesting, right? Because it's the oldest. Um, yeah. but it just, it, it is, like I said, true reflection of that year where you had just giant tannins, giant sugars, um, and, uh, you know, nice, nice, this is more moderate on the acidity, but it's still holding up in bottle, um, yeah. you know, nicely not, and not, mellowing in a nice way. I'm tasting it against the 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to go back between. Yeah. Yeah, this one tannically to me feels, it's funny, it has the, it's the oldest age because tan, the tannins, I think, are more stand out than all the others. Um, yeah. It's interesting, like, I, uh, the, to, to me on the 2017, the fruit feels like a little stewier, not not like, not in a bad way, just like a little more. So it's interesting to me that this is the hottest year. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I'm, prob- I'm probably going to sit here all night now, like, alternating between glasses, like, what do I taste now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it is really different. Like that's why putting the sixteen in the mix because you can kind of see the similarities between the fifteen and the seventeen. The yeah. sixteen is just like, you know, 
the where where are you? You you know, you're like the adopted yeah. kid in the mix. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, but but it totally like comes in and um is super vibrant and has this great, you know, um it's it's so different than the other two. Yeah. Well, all your wines have like good energy to them. That's what I love about them. Like uh, that's very esoteric so, uh, wine note, but I must they all have a certain energy to them. You get like a certain feeling from them, um, and maybe that comes from you, the the mysterious. You're the winemaker, and you've got good energy <laughs> thing, and also your winemaking skills. Um, gosh, oh wow, this is such a treat. I'm so glad that you suggested doing like different years because very exciting to me uh to get to do this i need to do it more often (laughs) yeah i mean it's this is the thing that i really love about wine is it it has a history it tells a story um and and like they're like they're living right so they all they all go through different things at different times and like yeah really experience it um you know that's why i always tell people when they buy bottles i'm like if you really like this wine buy two or three and, and mm. see how they change over time, um, you know, because it, it will evolve. It will change. It will become different in the bottle. Yeah. Oh, no, someday I need to get a bigger wine fridge. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, I dream of doing that. I'm like, I right now run out of space. I really should have gone with bigger than a 24 bottle <laughs> wine fridge. Yeah. Put them oh. in your closet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there's wines in, in the fridge. Fridge. There's what it's really. I one could between. I, I like to joke that between my condiment collection and uh, flavored beverages and many types, you could basically have a liquid diet in my household. It would not be a healthy household. <laughs> I wouldn't be a healthy mm-hmm. liquid diet, but it would be a liquid diet, um, which is probably not healthy any which way you put it. But. Um, so I do have a question uh, regarding your um, – well, I have two more questions regarding uh, wine in your life, which is you told me your first wine memory, and it sounded like it was not a good one. You said you got sick when you were 14. It, was, it, it you, wasn't – I was – yeah, it wasn't that I got sick. It was more like, oh, my gosh, I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Do you have a a first sort of like – Oh, oh, wine. I think I like wine. This kind of memory or a first wine that sort of turned your head or does it just serve Pinot in general? You know, um, I still like Pinots. Um, I, I'm a huge Merlot lover. You and I have talked about this. I, I oh, feel yeah. like Merlot and Riesling have gotten a bad rap and they're both mm-hmm. fabulous wines. Um, but I think I got... Um, Really, like I just uh, on my 21st birthday, um, I went went out to dinner with a family uh, and my mom's boyfriend. Just he bought some really nice Barolos, and I just thought Yay. they were like out of this world. Um, <laughs> and I do like Barolos. I'm also I love, I love Barolos. <laughs> yeah, so that I like Italian wines a lot too. Sangiovese is another favorite one of mine um yeah if uh if you can get your hands on a leonetti sangiovese mm. i i i love i love that um, are there any of the uh particular do you favor chianti or do you prefer brunello or vino nobile do you have a particular favorite appellation or, or that makes the sangiovese or 
You know, um, no, I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, know why I, I think... always ask people to pick favorites because people ask me that question all the time. They're like, hmm, hard to pick favorites. <laughs> and yet I ask people all the yeah. time. But, you know, uh, I think it's the acidity on a Sangio that goes, it goes mm. so well with food. Yeah. You know, it's just Another that, that variety. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my other question that stemmed from, um, like first wine experiences, like you said, you first started to really get into Pinot Noir, which, um, like you, you don't, you don't make any, you know, Pinot's no. not really much of a, a Washington grape. I was curious if you would yeah. ever think about, you know, either collaborating with, with winemakers in Oregon, or if you'd ever want to try and, um, particularly with global warming, maybe making things more Pinot-friendly where it's cooler, if there would ever, if you'd ever want to work with it as a, a variety. Yeah, I actually would like to work with Pinot. I, you know, and I've been tempted to try uh, and do a collaboration on a sparkling. Um, Ooh. But yeah, um, yes, hopefully, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll figure something out in the next couple of years. But yeah, I would totally like to do that. I n- it's a, you know, this is the thing people have to understand too with Pinot's is it's a very hard grape to grow. It's a very yeah. hard grape to, to, um, to work with. And so people who do it really well, um, it is truly like a, a really, you know, a great combination yeah. of art and science. Um, well, I do notice that yeah, the wineries that tend to specialize in it, they pretty much mostly do Pinot's. Um, yeah. But yeah. Sounds like it takes uh, concentration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we don't grow any of it really well. I mean, I know there is a little bit of it grown here now, um, but, um, yeah, I don't I, – you know, most of the people I know that are working with Pinot, they're bringing it up from Oregon. Gotcha. Yeah. I got to talk to uh, – Michael Brown recently of um, the, the Costa Brown uh, winemaker, mm-hmm. uh, and it was interesting because he's like you know Mr. Mr. Pinot Noir, so it was just it's <laughs> interesting talking to talking to people that work at that. It t- t- takes a certain uh, focus. I'm like, oh, I will probably stay in my wine writing and podcasting mode. I'm like, ah, I don't know that I could ever be a winemaker. It seems like such a, such a, it, 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 whenever I talk to winemakers, I feel like I'm basically like meeting rock stars, especially if I like you, like I love their wine. I'm like, ah, these people create this. It's incredible. Um, wow. Let's see. Okay. I'm looking at my list of questions here. See what else I want to ask you. Um, Cause I'm a dork. So you said working is, is your maiden name and then, um, Wait, Packer? Is, is that right? That's your Packer other. is my married name. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always curious to ask people uh, what their, if they had a wedding wine, a particular wedding wine, or was that before Ooh. you first in the wine world? If I had a wedding wine, dang, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, okay, we or if you remember what you had. Oh, what I had. Oh, yeah, I got married oh, both in Oregon. Questions, both easy. questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, we, um, yeah, you're right. I am married. <laughs> um, we, we had Pinos and I know Ponzi Pinos were, um, you know, were a big, were a big part of our wedding. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I was going to say if I was planning a wedding, um, 
then we'd have to talk about location and temperature and all of that too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had, um, I had the Ponzi, Ponzi, uh, Pinos on our, um, at our wedding. Nice. I, I've heard of, I think that's one of those names that stands in my sort of list of this is someone you need to try sometime that I've never tried, but I hear people say really good things. <laughs> yeah. And, and Louisa Ponzi is the winemaker. She's a female winemaker and oh. her and her sister run the business, uh, Maria. So, um, making more noise yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they, And if you ha- ever get a chance, um, if their winery is stunning, the wines are beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's really an experience if you if you get up there and you get to taste wine on their on their patio there. Uh, I dream of when I'm doing a lot more traveling. <laughs> I would yeah. love to get back. Oh, oh. I know. <laughs> I can't wait to travel again. It'll happen. We just all have to get our get our vaccines in order, and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you're right. It'll happen. No, it will. Yeah, it's just uh, a matter of people being patient, I guess, it's, which people don't seem to be, which is probably why we're still not back on our feet. Yeah, I, probably, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we very interesting it, time yeah, to be alive. It is, but it, you know, it's refreshing to see that people are getting vaccinated, people you know, and you know, we had customers who came in last week that were so excited because they were getting the vaccine, but you know, uh, I'm like, hey, put your mask back on. I have employees here that have not been vaccinated yeah. yet. But yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, with some bringing up the, the next topic, tenacity. So you you have a white name, Tenacity, and it uh, is a a charitable enterprise to help young women out. Do you want to talk about it? Do you, should we taste it? What? Tell me what your vision is. I, I'm looking at the bottle right here. It's super another super cool label. It's different than the rest. Yeah, it still has a poppy. Right, very different. Right. So Sarah, I just kind of told her what we were looking at doing. Um, this is our kind of our second tier label it's very young and youthful and arty um but um this is 75% Mouvedre 25% Syrah um and the reason um you know I wanted to call this wine tenacity is you know when we talk about pursuing your passion what does it take um and you know it takes a hell of a lot of tenacity um (laughs) to follow through on your passions and your dreams um, and so um, there's an organization that we're working with here in King County or the Seattle metro area called um, Spin Girls. And their their whole goal is to get um, or to pro- provide um, STEM programs for underserved girls and girls of color, um, which um, is really important to me. And I also um, like it's just not technology focused. But it's also focused on, you know, chemistry, biology, geology, um, all of those other sciences that um, are super important and and we need more of and we need more women to be in these fields. Um, And so, you know, it's just kind of our way of um, of just supporting these gals um, or young women and 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 giving them a, a new direction to follow. 
um, and, you know, make the sciences uh, more appealing to, to women. And, um, yeah, I was bummed because we had planned to have them out during harvest and have mm. them participate in, you know, crush and uh, fermentation experiments and all that stuff. But, you know, next year I'm really hopeful that, you know, in the fall we'll be, we'll be able to have them come out and um, kind of experience winemaking and get them all fired up about becoming female winemakers. I love it. It's better than a winemaker Barbie. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. Oh, that's so that's super cool. I'm I I'm a big uh Mivid fan, so I, I'm like half tempted to open this and half like hmm, maybe I should stick with uh going back and forth between the three <laughs> uh that we've gone through already. It's been such a treat. Um, I'm so excited to actually get to know you because I feel like we've been in, in digital. Well, I guess we're still technically not in in human in in person touch, but it's such a pleasure to actually get to talk to you about your wines because I've been been. I think it was maybe a couple of years ago the first time my aunt was like, "Oh, there's this cool winery else in use." Yeah, it was a couple of years ago for my birthday. She first sent me your wines, and I was like, "I am such a fan of these." And then this year when she was sending them to me and you were like, I know who that is. And yeah, it's yeah. such a pleasure. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's good. And I thought we met a long time ago at some wine event. Oh, if you were in Los Angeles, then maybe. Were you were you in LA for a wine event? Uh, I, you know, I, have I not don't know. <laughs> I've done not, not it's only like in the last year or so that I've actually started to occasionally get to go places for the purpose of, of mm-hmm. wine things. So if it wasn't yeah. in Los Angeles, maybe not, yeah. but maybe I was just imagining uh, it, but yeah, <laughs> but I know it's a vision. It's a vision for the future. It's a vision. Yeah. I got to get up to Woodenville again. Um, both to see you in person and also my aunt and uncle and all the other wineries that are up there. You said you did yeah. some, um, you, when you were first getting started, Chateau Saint-Michel was one of the places where you went to do an internship? Yeah, so I actually started, um, I did a program um, at a school near here, Lake Washington Tech, and they had a, it was a wine technology program. Uh, and I actually got placed working with um, John Patterson at Patterson Cellars, which was a really great experience because I didn't only get to kind of see the business side, the marketing and all of that. That's, you know, he had me working in the cellar and working um, harvest because he does custom crush. And that's when I really fell in love with this whole winemaking process was just seeing the fruit roll in um, and um, the process and, and knowing what the end product was. Um, And that just was fascinating to me. Um, And so I worked with John for um, a couple of years. Then I thought, well, you know, I need to, maybe I'm more of a, you know, I came from a corporate world. Maybe I'll, you know, look at that. And so I worked a, I worked a harvest with um, Chateau St. Michel and it was super interesting. And, and I learned a lot. Uh, They, they do an incredible job for being as big as they are. They've managed to really, you know, keep their winemaking. Um, yeah, they're, they're one of the, the things when people quality. are like, I'm at the grocery store and I want a wine that's decent, but the type you, <laughs> you can find at a grocery store and that's usually one of the ones that will be like, yeah, I, I like Strato Michelle. Um, they, right. They do quality work. You can count yeah. on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they also have so many other brands that people don't know mm-hmm. of. Um, so they really like, you know, and they, and, and they have done so much for so many um, Washington wineries too. But anyway, it was a good learning experience for me, but I really realized, you know, at that point in my life that um, I really wanted to go back and work on the small side of things and do my own project. And, and then, you know, it was like, um, it was hard to find a winemaking job on this side of um, the mountains. Like I could have gone (laughs) east um, and, and gotten a job, but that wasn't going to work with, you know, the other part of my life. Um, So I ended up, um, you know, just saying, what the heck, I'm just going to jump into this and see what happens. And, you know, two bo- two barrels turned into 12 barrels, turned into uh-huh. 50 barrels. And, yeah, I think we're at 62 this year. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, cool. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's really fun. We just spent the last week bottling our whites and rosés. Um, it's super fun. It's like, I feel like I can finally sleep now because <laughs> it tends to be, you know, it's just, it's like, um, you know, just making sure everything is right before it hits that bottle. Um, yeah, is, is the thing you, you know, you want to make sure that you're producing the best wine that you possibly can and, and, you know, putting, putting all the good stuff in that bottle for the consumer. Attention to detail. Yeah. 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 Um, well, before we, so there's a segment I do on, on the podcast called the final five, where I have five sort of quick questions to give you before we part ways. But b- before we get into that, do you want to, or if, if there's more things you want to talk about before we get into that, I, I I'm here all night. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got wine. We can talk all night. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I just think this is great that you're doing this. I love that you're giving visibility, um, to, um, um, you know, winemakers, um, and trying different wines and exposing people. You know, this is the thing, like, I, I I feel like wine should not be pretentious. Um, it should be something that everybody can enjoy. Um, and, you know, um, it's one of those things where you use all your senses, um, and, and you just, you know, experience the bottle. And if you can share it with friends, um, it's even better. I mean, it just helps create, um, you know, a happy memory, hope, hopefully for people. Yeah. Food and wine, both. Yeah. I'm like, those are things that connect anybody (laughs) because we need them and they bring a lot of joy um well guys if you want to find her wine you're you are w-a-r-r-k-i-n-g uh you you guys should you all uh listeners go out and buy her wine it's really good (laughs) uh i would not have been into it for this long if it were not and clearly my taste buds are the best sorry being silly um do you shall we get into my my final five questions for you yeah, I was just gonna say too, we could do a little discount for your crew if they um if they go online on our website and they order and they use the um they can use should we say the situation? Um situation. Uh, the wine situation. If they put in a promo code then they can get twenty percent off wines they order. 
Sweet. Yeah. Okay, guys, go to go to their website and use the wine situation. That's that's very generous. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody, you you should get to taste these wines. Do a vertical lineup. <laughs> it's so fascinating. And also, you you well, you know how I feel about your Roussan. I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah. And we'll have to do Riesling. We'll have to talk Riesling one of these days. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. No, I saw you sent me the Riesling, too, and I can't wait to get into it. I'm probably, so I do a recurring delectable column called Old World versus New. So definitely, I have not done Riesling yet, and I've not done Merlot yet. So I'm definitely saving at least one of those to uh, okay, for when I do those columns. Um Okay. Um, without further ado, uh, okay. shall we get into the the final five? They're just like quick and easy, and then like I transcribed them and put on delectable for for people to read. Um, quick and easy questions about food and wine to sort of wind things down. Uh, the first one is it's a classic question I like to ask people because it turns up some really interesting answers sometimes. Is do you have either a favorite or a most unusual or surprising food wine pairing that you you have had oh goodness and it can be Um, actually it can be any kind of food any kind of beverage we've had people say scotch and a banana we had someone say cigars and burgundy like any kind of pairing really gosh i gotta think about that um you know we've done um different you know i gotta say i had um there's um top hot donuts makes a really tasty um it's a salted caramel donut and it actually pairs really nicely with our Roussan. It's it's delicious. Oh. It sounds weird but it's really good. Well I've got two bottles of Roussan here so I might have to go find a donut. <laughs> Just get That's a amazing. salted I did... caramel donut. There you go. You're you're definitely the first person who's ever done a donut pairing. That's cool. Oh, um, there you go. That's why I love asking these questions. I never know what I'm going to get. Um, next question is, what do you like to drink, uh, alcoholic or not, uh, when not wine? Do you have another type of beverage that's a favorite? I'm an old-fashioned gal. Yeah. Mm. I like I like a really good old-fashioned. Um, Bourbon, and I do like rye. Uh, I like a rye whiskey, yeah. How do you make yours? Because I know everyone has, like, their own uh, thing you know, they usually like I, to put on it. Yeah, I just, I like rye whiskey, and um, I have some, they're cardamom bitters. Oh. Um, and oh, they're really, fun. it's yeah, it's really delicious. And then I can't remember those little cherries, but they come in that white, um it's like oh, a white little jar talking. with blue writing. I, I've seen it. I don't know what they are, um, but you're reminding me that I ran out of Luxardo cherries recently, and I need to <laughs> remedy that. Yeah. Um, what yeah. are those? Are they Italian? I, I wish or... I could remember. I, I thought they were Italian or Greek or I don't know, but they're The blue and white makes you think Greek, yeah. Oh, I'll have yeah. to next time. Instead of refilling yeah. my Luxardo, maybe I'll give those a whirl. Yeah, and just a little bit of orange, and yeah, just a tiny bit of that, that cardamom, and um, yeah, it's, I love it. Do you, do you have do you put a rock put a rock in it or um? Just I do, or I use um, yeah. There's some that old fashioned. There's a little bit of old fashioned mix or sweetener. Um, I'll okay. put it just a little bit of that. I like it more whiskey. 
Gotcha. I, I'm a fan of pretty much, well, I'm hit or miss on scotch, but I, I'm a big whiskey fan myself. So I yeah. like this answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, next question is when the world opens up again, is there a place that you would like to visit for the wine touring or drinking or experiencing? I am going to go to Northern Italy. So we had a, a trip planned with our wine club members uh, for last spring that was canceled. Then we moved yeah. it to this fall and it was canceled. So hopefully in 2022, we'll get to get uh, up to Northern Italy. Um, yeah, but that's definitely on my list. And um I want to get, I, I went to um, Sonoma in um, last spring and it, you know, I didn't have enough time. So I really, I, I do really like um, the wines out of there, Napa too. I'd like to get back and, and visit that, um, that area. And the other place, Valley of Guadalupe, that's where oh. I really want to go and try their wines. Well, fly down to Los Angeles and let's take a little road trip. <laughs> yeah. I hear people yeah, go I down heard- there like, pretty quickly from here anyway um or from yeah I, I hear am. I hear good things yeah so that's that's on my list too okay Lisa this is our plan when things open up you can fly down and you and I will take a little road trip down to Guadalupe I'm in <laughs> I'm in <laughs> okay uh question number four is just uh in interest of I I feel like people you just don't hear people talking about Washington wine as, as much as they should because I've had so many good Washington wines. Do you have any other um, other? Well, you you mentioned a couple of the um, the fellow women in your group uh, run, but uh, do you have other favorite winery uh, Washington wineries? Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. Um, <laughs> Fidelitas is one of my favorites. Charlie's oh. Charlie Hoppus and his team. Um, I really like the wines that come out of there. Um, trying to think of some other ones offhand. You know, there's some great wineries in Walla Walla. Um, and um, what is the other one that um, I, um, oh, Coralis. I just had a Coralis wine that was lovely. Um, you know, you can't really go wrong here. And the mm-hmm. nice thing is, is like there's such um, great varietal and styles. Um, and, you know, we, we grow so many things so well here and our wine, like if you look at some of the cabs, they can stand up to California cabs and they're, you know, half the price. I was about to say uh, these wines are all so like they, they punch above the punch above their weight. Is that, is that the expression? Punch above your weight? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I remember going to, is it called Woodenville Whiskey? There's like Woodenville Whiskey place. Yeah. There is. Myself. <laughs> Yep, and they opened another one. It's uh, I want to say JP Trodden, and they're out further a little bit malty, but yeah. So we have you know distilleries and breweries and wineries, and um, you know you can just I mean we're so close to Seattle, we're 20 minutes away, uh, and there are some places you can stay um, on over in this area, and there's some good restaurants, great restaurants actually, and you oh, know yeah, you can I just make a, a make it. Yeah, make make a four day weekend, um, and taste and and eat and have a great time. Well, I can't wait to do that again. Um, 
so the the last question, the traditional question that is, I don't know if you've heard episodes before, but we've been asking it since the beginning of time on the wine situation. Um, the last question for the final five is just what is bringing you joy these days? Oh, my gosh, what is bringing me joy? Um, you know, I, I have to say, um, I have to say I my, um, you know, my crew in 2020 was like, you know, we, we had everything and anything thrown at us. Uh, and they just, you know, it's, it was challenging as all hell being a winemaker. Um, but to have, and to be an owner of a business, um, but to, um, to, to have everybody, you know, be safe and healthy and everybody come out the other side has been, um, has been, given me a lot of joy. I mean, I can always say it. My family always gives me joy. Um, but mm-hmm. just, I'm, I'm glad to see how resilient people are. And I feel like we're really, I hope coming together finally. Um, and that I, I, I just feel like there's going to be brightness. We just have to hang on and it's going to get here. And um, it might not be until the fall, but I think next, 2022 it's going to be like the roaring 20s we're going to get out we're going to hopefully you know unite and be happy and um all come together and you know everything will be wonderful i'm hopeful and i'm joyful to see and hope for that i love that um thank you so much for doing this uh this has been really really like really wonderful (laughs) Uh, I'm like, I need to go back to doing long form. I've been doing mostly podcasts where it's like mostly me and occasionally I call a person at the end. So it's like, oh, it's really nice to get to know someone for a little longer than 15 minutes sometimes. This is uh, really wonderful. Good. Uh, I know where. I have your phone number and I'm probably going to be like calling <laughs> or texting you when I take, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this Riesling. Let me tell you what. Um, so I, I'm excited to have this connection. That is uh, one good thing out of this pandemic I've noticed is there are people that I've connected with that probably because of distance if I wasn't traveling I'm like oh maybe I wouldn't have ended up talking to that person um so yeah thank you so much for doing this and for your generosity of spirit both spirit and wine (laughs) oh you're so welcome and it was fun and yes text me whenever you want oh fabulous or call me you know (laughs) when we I'll I'll do both (laughs) Um, yes, we can. We're, go, we're going down to Guadalupe. <laughs> yes, we will. We definitely will. I'm going to grab this glass that has another sip left of uh, the 2016 and cheers to you. Bing. Um, All right. And yeah, please stay in touch. Thank you again for being on the show. Yes, thank you. And remember, 20% off. Oh, yeah, you guys. go. You, <laughs> must, you must look up working, get their wine. Tell me what you think. Uh, it's you will not be sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, thank okay. you for having me. Have a great night. <laughs> All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye. I just drink wine. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with minute maids. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with coffee maids. I just drink wine. Give me red, white, or say, don't touch me, motherfucker, I'm a sommelier. This 
has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.